When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We are delighted you were with us. It was an unbelievable uh, Sunday in the National Football League. The college games were great this weekend, too. Saturday night was great. So it's a great day to be sitting here doing this, and I am grateful to all of you who choose to spend your time with us here. This is um, it's just a, a, a wonderful job to have, and I'm I owe everything to all of you who spend your time with us here today, so I thank you for it. Yesterday was a a wonderful day in New York. It's a day that I look forward to every year, which is Marathon Day. It is a day in this city, and and I know many big cities around the country have their own marathons. I assume it's the same everywhere. Um, But and the day of the New York City Marathon, the the obviously the stars of the show are all the people who run the marathon. But the delight of it is watching all the cheering sections they have. Both my daughter and my nephew were at the finish line or that area. I don't know what exactly what it's like there in Central Park, but they were both there yesterday to cheer on friends of theirs. My nephew had a friend run. My daughter had a friend run. And, and everyone is there to cheer them on and the support. And you see it all over social media now. And it just gives you a good feeling at, at a time in life when we so desperately need something to feel good about. That always makes me feel good. So I enjoyed watching that. Having said that, before I get to the Belichick thing, and, and we got tons on Cowboys, Eagles, everything else, you know, Bubba, um, brothers are complicated, right? You have a brother and the two brothers, and sometimes there's competition and sometimes it's not. It can be complicated. But is there any more disproportionate relationship right now than the one between the brothers Kelsey? And I'm going to point this out by mentioning the following. Every picture I have seen of Travis Kelsey for the last six months He has been standing next to Taylor Swift, the most famous woman in the world, one of the most beautiful women in the world, one of the most talented people in the world, one of the most beloved people in the world. Every picture of Travis Kelsey, he's standing next to Taylor Swift. And the only picture I've seen in the last year of Jason Kelsey when he wasn't playing football, he was standing next to Hembo. Last week, Hembo seemed to be somewhere that Jason Kelsey was, and that's all I could think of, was you look at this picture. Right now, Travis is somewhere with Taylor Swift, and Jason Kelsey is hanging out with Hembo. <laughs> Bubba, could things possibly be any bleaker than that? No, I think that's that's pretty much as low as you can go for Jason Kelsey and Quite the disparity between the two. <laughs> what were you doing with Jason Kelsey? So Sal Palantonio, our good friend, was inducted into a local Hall of Fame in Philadelphia on Wednesday night. Uh, I was invited to the event. Jason Kelsey also happened to be there. And I was happy to take a photo with him. So, so we did. So who do you think I'm was sure more you excited were happy, yeah. about taking that picture? You or Jason Kelsey? Oh, most definitely me. Because Jason Kelsey is a Philadelphia legend. Like, he is one of the few people where, like, when he walks in the room, like, in all honesty, like, the atmospherics, like, totally changed. 
Um, there were a couple hundred people at this banquet, this event for, for South Powell. It was actually very, uh, very cool. And Jason Kelsey, like this is a Wednesday before for Dallas week. He's just like bopping around table to table, crushing the yingling. He's just one of the guys. And he probably took a picture with a hundred different people. It was really quite something to experience. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, even as a Cowboys, I do, Jason Kelsey does seem like a great he's guy. He's freaking I, man. I do, I do like Jason Kelsey. He does seem cool. So he's one of the few Eagles I do, I do uh, appreciate. That said, Bubba, if you had reached a place in your life yeah. where you could either be taking photos with Taylor Swift <laughs> right. or with Hembo, hmm. which, which place in life would you rather be? It's a, it's a tough one. I think, yeah. probably, I guess I'll go Taylor Swift just so slightly. Yeah, don't give me tush push. Yeah, okay? I mean, it, not interested in the tush push. It depends on how quickly he starts bringing up you know, 1920s baseball. I don't stats. know. The, the paparazzi that follow them are pretty comparable. Mm-hmm. Hembo's got a lot of people on his tail. There are a lot of people yes. out there. It's hard to see with all these flashing Hembo's cameras. Hembo's got in Lizzie my face. with a phone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Actually, uh, she wasn't invited. I didn't even get a plus one. That's pretty much it. I was with Sal's field producer. <laughs> all right, oh, Greedy, we've been so busy all morning long. If you ever miss anything on this show, let me remind you we are a podcast. You can listen. Hashtag Greeny. It's available wherever you get your podcast. They take each hour and they make it their own individual show. You can also watch us on the ESPN app. Just click on watch. Look for hashtag Greeny and enjoy. And finally, no matter where you are, you can listen on the ESPN app or Sirius XM channel 80. Next. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? All right, I just saw this came across, and so good job by Bubba. I asked him to put this sound up on my screen, and he got it. Bill Belichick had his press conference this morning after his team felt. Are they two and seven? Do I have that right? The, the Patriots yes. fell to two and seven with a disheartening loss. When they just played a Washington Commanders team yesterday that just traded away two of their best and most important players, just basically waved the white flag on their season, and they still lost to them. So this is a, a Patriot team going nowhere. I shouldn't say that because they're going to Frankfurt. Um, they are not accomplishing anything, but they're going to Frankfurt to play the Colts. If I had told you before the season that this game on you know week 10 of the schedule was going to be hugely meaningful to one team and not the other, who would have guessed it would be the Colts and not the Patriots? And Belichick took questions this morning at his press conference about his job security. I'm dying to hear it. Let's all hear it together. Bill, uh, have you been given any assurances from ownership about your job status for the rest of the season? Yeah, my focus is on getting ready for the Colts. Do you personally believe that you could be coaching for your job this week against the Colts? I'm going to control it. I can control it. i get ready for the Colts. Just how has this season you know, affected you personally, and has it you know, enhanced or uh, diminished your desire to, to continue coaching? Yeah, I do the same thing. I always do. I try to do the best I can to help our team every week. And has it has it affected you one way or the other? What have you maybe? What have you learned about you know yourself during a season like this? And how have you kind of evolved in any any ways? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it sounds even better than it read. I, that's wow. We are talking about Bill Belichick. All right, so so someday when they talk about the greatest coaches in the history of the sport, they're going to talk about Vince Lombardi, George Hallis, maybe. I don't even know that Hallis just had the longevity. I don't. If you're really talking about the the Mount Rushmore of the greatest coaches in pro football history, no question Belichick is on it. He's on it. When the Cowboys follow, fired Tom Landry, Jerry Jones almost got run out of town. Almost got right out of town because Landry was so beloved and so respected. By the way, he probably belongs on that Mount Rushmore, too, with that hat. 
Lombardi, certainly. Belichick. Shula. Shula. Bill Parcells. That's square jaw. I love Bill, and I, I think Parcells belongs in the conversation, but I, I just don't think he gets there with when you look at all the other things. Now, there's these legend like Paul Brown, it, it, if we're going to go back that far, is going to deserve to be mentioned in this conversation. If, if we're going to take the, the modern era of pro football, which part of me hates doing, but if we're going to take the modern era of pro football and call it the beginning of the Super Bowl era, so the mid-60s, it's Lombardi, it's Shula, Walsh, Gibbs, maybe. I'm, I'm just throwing names out. I'm not just going through names that you could consider. Jimmy Johnson didn't do it long enough. Belichick, Landry. McDaniels. <laughs> Josh McDaniels, that's a different mountain. <laughs> Um, that's, that's the, what, what is that award? Like the Rotten Tomatoes gives Mount out Suckmore. for like the worst movies. Yeah. Mount Suckmore. <laughs> who would be the worst coaches? Who would be the worst coaches who got two chances? That's a, it's not a Monday Rich topic. Oh, let's do that's that That's a great one. Let us do a topic tomorrow. Adam Write Gase. this down. Who would be the worst coaches to get two head coaching jobs? But anyway, I don't want to sidetrack us because the action was so good yesterday. But for Bill Belichick to be answering questions about whether he might get fired if his team loses in Frankfurt... That's really something. It's astonishing. But it's, these questions are founded. For at least the one thing we knew was that they'd be disciplined and play great defense. The Patriots are 26th in the NFL in scoring defense. And that's with Mac Jones playing like a backup quarterback. I can't, I can't believe how bad it's gotten. It's even worse than worst-case scenario if you would ask me what worst-case scenario would have been like at the beginning of the season. Me too. Every positive projection that I and I think most people made about the Patriots was based on in Bill We Trust – and suddenly that phrase doesn't sound so sensible as it used to. Okay. Greenies takes. I have put together a, uh, a list of five takes just on Cowboys-Eagles. Hembo said it to me. He walked into the office. He said, you could do a whole takes just on that game. So here we go. My top five takes coming out of Cowboys-Eagles. Number five. Mike McCarthy's seat is hot. There's no way to explain that loss yesterday except for coaching. It's not his fault that Luke Schoonmaker is an inch short. It's not his fault that Dak Prescott was an inch out of bounds. But it is his fault that that team doesn't clock the ball when they can. It is his fault that a guy runs into the game and doesn't check in as eligible. It is his fault that they don't get the play off before the, the, um, the, 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 the play clock runs out. There are so many, the moments, the situational football, when the clock always runs out, that's your job. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to get fired. They're just going to win too many games like they always do. But his attention to detail, their attention to detail, are about as bad as you can possibly find for a contending team. And yesterday was Exhibit 5100, that he can't possibly handle both the play calling and the game management. Number four. The Eagle secondary is a real weakness. It's a real problem. They have Darius Slay... And I'm done. They've got a great defensive line. You can't run the ball against them at all. No one runs the ball against the Eagles. You're not going to. But they can get carved up in the air. Uh, Big time. The Eagles defense has allowed 16 touchdowns, and they have only four interceptions. That is the worst ratio of its kind in the whole league. When you compare their season through nine games last year and this year, they are comparable, if not better, in every area except their pass defense. And unfortunately, the secondary is the one position group that can actually tank your season. There's one other area in which they're not as good as last year. Number three. And that is quarterback. Jalen Hurts is just not as good as he was, and I am going to attribute almost all of that to his knee. I think he is a tough-as-hell kid who last week wouldn't answer questions about it, and I like that. 
and he got hit in that knee again yesterday, and you held your breath, and you think to yourself, please don't let this kid get knocked out for the year, and he didn't, and he is tough as nails, but that kid is hurt, and over the course of a long NFL season, I don't know what the injury is, and no one's going to, but if he doesn't get right, that's a huge part of their greatness. Yeah, the reason the offense was so incredibly explosive last season, and is much less so this season, is because last year he could take it off and go and run for 10, 15, 20 yards at a time. He only has seven 10-plus yard runs this season. He had twice as many at this point last year. Look, the tush-push still works. All the other things that they can do in short yardage still works. But in the end, Jalen Hurts' inability to run, at least take off and scamper the way that he did last year, might wind up costing him a game in a game that really matters down the line. Next. Number two. Um, I, don't, I don't know what adjective to use to describe the officiating in that game. But when Twitter is exploding from fans of both teams talking about how horribly the game was officiated, you know something is wrong. Frequently after a game, one side or the other says, oh, the ref screwed us. That was a game in which both sides said the ref screwed us. I tweeted when it was over, what a freaking football game that was, right? Because it was. And that was the only reaction I had. Without having a real horse in the race, all I wanted was to be entertained like hell for three and a half hours, and I most certainly was. (laughs) But of the thousands of responses I got... So many of them. Too many penalties. Uh, Ugg the penalties. Third quarter officiating. Hate to see it. Uh, it. It's all. It's one officiating comment after another, and they're from people rooting for both sides. Yeah. NFL officiating in this game in particular. I mean, it was it was hilariously bad. Like I do the best I can not to become emotionally triggered by the officials watching these games because I know these are human beings that are going to make mistakes, and these guys for some reason just aren't good at the job, and no one is for some reason. But even so, like even by their lofty standards, <laughs> they exceeded them yesterday. They had the gumption to call 10 penalties in the fourth quarter alone. They had called 13 throughout the first three quarters and decided, let's take this instant classic, a game that we're going to talk about in 40 years and do the very best that we can to ruin it. I, I don't understand for the life of me like who is, who is evaluating these people and whether or not like they're doing the job how they want them to do the job. But it's like the one thing about football that absolutely has to be fixed because the product aside from it is spotless. Yeah, here's the thing. Like when you go into a game, every NFL player will tell you and every NFL fan knows that you probably could call a penalty on every play. Something is happening that is probably worthy of a penalty on every play. So what, if I'm an official... I have to think to myself, I I want to call the penalties I have to. I don't want to call the penalties I don't have to. The fans want you to call the penalties you have to and not the ones you don't have to. And you see so many calls that are made in a game that don't have to be made. And that's the part of it that frustrates me. How about about that one when they picked up the flag? I forget who it was on the wide receiver when he literally just got, like, punched in the face. (laughs) Yeah. And they threw the flag, and then they picked it up. I forget who it was on the Cowboys. There's no explanation. Yeah, they just picked it up. There's no flag on the play. He literally just got hit in the face, which was clearly a penalty. Yeah, I mean, it was bad on both sides. It was not. It was not one side in any way. It was just a bad, bad officiated game. It's, it's frustrating to watch. But finally, number one for a change, Dak Prescott was not the problem. There were 106 players eligible to play in that game. I thought Dak Prescott played the best of any of them. Coming up next, we will have numbers that will suggest that the performance of the day was even better than you think. That's next on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around. Different stressors, I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, 
happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. In 30 seconds, we will tell you why the performance that you thought was the best of the day was even better than you think it was. Plus, don't miss it. Still coming up this morning. Bubba, the Cowboys fan, is going to sing Fly, Eagles, Fly. And I, for one, am looking forward to it. Because if there's one thing that Bubba, it just sort of emanates from his pores. He's got to be a good singer. You just look at Bubba, you think singer, right? He looks like uh, Luciano Pavarotti. Luciano Pavarotti. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's going to sound very similar to him. You can't, you can't look like Luciano Pavarotti and not be able to sing. So I'm looking forward to hearing Fly, Eagles, Fly from Bubba later in this show. Right now, these 30 seconds from Vivid Seats. Haven't been to an NFL game yet this year. What are you waiting for? Vivid Seats has your back for all your ticket needs. Every tackle, every touchdown, every play, live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for the fans. That's why they offer unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, and more. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. All right, we've been doing everything in five through one form today. So I have five statistics from the weekend here, but I don't know that I want to just do it five, four, three, two, one, because we've been doing that all morning long. So let me just dive into number five, because this is what I teased for you. I think you know, you think you know, C.J. Stroud was great yesterday. Here's what I'm here to tell you. He was even better than you think. The numbers are ridiculous. C.J. Stroud became the sixth player in NFL history with 450 passing yards, five passing touchdowns, and zero interceptions in a game. Let me make very clear, that's not rookies. That's all quarterbacks. 
That includes John Unitas and Dan Marino and Joe Montana and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Brett Favre and every great quarterback you've ever heard of. Only five of them ever had a game of 450 yards, five passing touchdowns, and zero interceptions. C.J. Stroud just did it yesterday in his ninth career game. That's how good he is. And I'm not suggesting that this Buccaneers defense is great, but it is coached by Todd Bowles, who is a defensive mastermind, and they are a decent defense, and he just obliterated them. C.J. Stroud is him. That set the record for most passing yards in a game by a rookie in NFL history. He has thrown more touchdowns in his career, 14, than Kenny Pickett has. Stroud has eight NFL starts. Pickett has 20. Stroud is off to as good a start. This is not an overstatement. Stroud is off to as good a start as any quarterback ever, ever. You name it. Dan Marino, Peyton Manning, all the ones who had great – Ben Roethlisberger. This kid is winning games on a team that we thought was terrible. He's incredible. C.J. Stroud is incredible. I think it's also not too soon to say that he's the best quarterback that Ohio State has ever produced. This is a university that has enormous success historically, obviously, and yet almost nothing to show for it by way of successful NFL quarterbacks. He's already fourth all time in Ohio State history for NFL touchdown passes. Uh, He's going to blow past everyone else on this list by a wide margin. Let me guess. Joe Burrow does not count, by the way. Joe Burrow does not count because he didn't play for them? Well, he yes, and he transferred to LSU. No, I understand he graduated from LSU. We do this by the school that they played for last. That they graduate from. Yeah. Or or, or finish with. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, who would be ahead of him? These are tough names, by the way. Is one of them Arch Leister? No. Okay. Don't tell me. This is in touchdown passes, Mm -hmm. you said? Fields. So, so has Justin Fields thrown more touchdowns than that? Yes, he's thrown 35, so he's third on this list behind two other anonymous quarterbacks. All right, so the, the, the late Dwayne Haskins is not going to have thrown more than that. He's tied for fifth with Tom Tupa. Okay. So, the punter? <laughs> yeah, who was primarily in the NFL a punter. Let's go. Who, are other, who am I not thinking of? Don't tell me. I love these games. I got you. Give me a little bit of a hint. Just give me an era. So both of these guys played since 1985. But they're fairly anonymous quarterbacks in the last 30 years. All right, then just tell me. uh, Mike Tomczak. Mike Tomczak is first with 88, and Kent Graham is second with 39. I forgot both of them went to Ohio State. What school as great as that? (laughs) Are are, are, uh, quarterbacks like that going to top that list? Yeah, that's incredible. Wild. That is remarkable. So let me ask a question here. Let's make this the question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Forget about rookies. Forget about where he should have been drafted. It certainly feels like he should have been drafted first. But Rex brought up an interesting question. If you just held a draft right now, and you said you could draft, factoring in everyone's age and injury history and everything else, you could just draft any quarterback you wanted to start a team with, what number would C.J. Stroud go? Are you taking into account the, the contract as well? I'm not taking into account the contract because, well... I mean, I guess, yes. You have to take into account, I guess, where they are in their careers. Yes, you can't pretend that Patrick Mahomes and C.J. Stroud get paid the same amount of money. Right, and that's why he's easily in the top 10, maybe higher. All right, so I'm just going through the – I'm going to say a name. You tell me who would go higher. All right, I'll have Hembo answer it. Bubba and Cam, make some loud noise if you disagree with Hembo's answer. 
So, but we're factoring in contracts. You're factoring saying. in contract. Everything else. You could have this guy on your team or CJ Stroud. Ready? Tua Tonga Vailoa. CJ Stroud. Anyone disagree? Yes. You disagree? You'd rather have Tua? Uh, it's been eight games. Yeah, I'm taking Tua. Tua, Tua hasn't played that much more than eight games, by the way. Ah, he, <laughs> he certainly has. Yeah. CJ Stroud threw 140 yards against the Panthers last week. Like we, you know, this was a sensational performance, but I want to see it for longer than half a season. Okay. Tua, uh, Tua's rookie contract is about to expire. That's the reason that would be my tiebreaker. Josh Allen, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones. Oh, CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. Anyone disagree? No, no. no. All right. So, so we got Allen for sure. The Jets between Rogers' age and Zach Wilson. There's nothing to even ask there. So Tua we're going to put in the maybe column. What do you think about Tua? You want to think about that more? I think I would take Stroud. I'm always afraid that Tua is one hit away from it all being over. Me too. Lamar, I assume we would all take Lamar. Mm-hmm. Yes. I yes. assume we would take Stroud over um, uh, Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. Stroud. I assume we would all take Burrow. So mm-hmm. that's three. Trevor Lawrence. I assume at this moment you all have to take Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's four. Colts is uh, Anthony Richardson. No way. Mm-mm. Titans, Will Levis. No Mm-mm. way. Chiefs, Mahomes. Yes. So that's one, two, three, four, five. Raiders, Aiden O'Connell. No. Chargers, Justin Herbert. I would take Herbert. Right? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yep, yeah, Herbert. Herbert. For sure. Uh, Broncos, Russell Wilson. No way. Eagles, Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Yeah, I would take Jalen Hurts. Okay. Hurts. Dak? I'm taking Dak. Yeah, I'm taking Dak. Bubba? Yeah, I mean, the co- the contract is it's a real issue, but I would still take Dak. Washington, Sam Howell? Oh, no. I mean, those might be the only two in the whole conference, by the way. Okay. okay. <laughs> Giants, no, right? I mean, not, you take I'm taking him? DeVito, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Danny. Jared Goff? I think you take Stroud based mm-hmm. on where he is in his life, right? Uh, Vikings, Josh Dobbs? <laughs> kidding, <laughs> kidding. Jordan Love? I'm taking C.J. Stroud. Justin Fields? C.J. Stroud. Stroud. Uh, Derek Carr? Uh, Atlanta, no. Buccaneers, no. Panthers, Bryce Young, I mean, no. Niners, taking CJ Stroud, Stroud. Over, over Purdy, uh, over, over Darnold, Purdy. over anyone. Seahawks, Geno, Stroud. Stroud, right? And, and then and then Rams and Cardinals. So that's it. So it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And even if we just made two a definitely, Stroud would make the top ten. Do you disagree with any of the ones that we? Not chose? strongly. Okay. I mean, I you know. It, it's eight games. I misspoke. I thought it was nine games. They've had a bye. It was eight games. He's played eight games. You can't play better than he's played for eight games. At some point, it is just eight games. So we do have to accept that. But one way or another, let's move on. Okay, so uh, that was my. This, these are my top five stats from the weekend. I didn't want to just do it in our quick form, but now I'm going to have to. So go ahead. Give me some music, and let's do it here. We'll make these my top five stats from the weekend. Number five was all the things that C.J. Stroud has done. Number four. Number four is the 58 yards that the Cardinals had in their game yesterday. I get that the Cleveland Browns have an excellent defense. But to put 58 yards on the board in an NFL game is an insult to NFL fans. To trade Josh Dobbs when Kyler Murray isn't ready to play is an insult to the NFL ticket-buying public. The Cardinals have not gained fewer than 58 yards in a game since December 4th, 1955. They probably were the Chicago Cardinals then. At minimum, they were the St. Louis. I don't know what year they moved from Chicago to St. Louis. 
They certainly weren't the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not 100% sure Arizona was a state in 1955. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were the Chicago Cardinals in 55. Okay, yeah. When did they move to St. Louis? Uh, in uh, 60. Okay, yeah. And, and what year did Arizona become a state? <laughs> <laughs> this might have been still territory. Territory. Yeah, I mean, but, 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 but come on. 58 yards. Would you look that up? I'm curious. When did Arizona become a state? 1912. 1912. Mm. They didn't miss it by much. You did not. <laughs> you know? I don't know if Hawaii and Alaska were states by then. That's right. Hawaii and Alaska may not have been states. Uh, Arizona was the 48th state. So then came Hawaii and Alaska. That's right. So I wasn't that far off. No, it's pretty good. Boy, I just Hawaii, said that as 1959. a joke and it worked. All right, greedy with my top five stats from the weekend. The Cardinals are an embarrassment. Their tanking is too obvious and insulting to believe. <laughs> Number three. Uh, the Eagles are now 2-0 and in games where they've been outgained by 100 or more yards this season. The rest of the NFL is 9-52 and in those games. So we talk about the Steelers tomlining their way to all these wins when they are outgained. How have the Eagles managed to win two games, my Eagles fans, when they were outgained by 100 or more yards? So I'm not going to sit here and, and act as if the Eagles have some kind of, like, magical championship medal. I watched the game. The Cowboys could have very easily won it. Uh, if they had played yesterday 10 times, they would have split 5-5. Five to five. If they had played yesterday 100 times, they would have split 50-50. But the fact that the Eagles did not turn the ball over at any point in the game, that Jalen Hurts made critical plays to build a 28-17 lead, and then they had pass rushers to tr- like put the game away late. They had three sacks within the last three minutes of that game, and that was the big difference for this team. The Eagles have now won 22 of the last 24 games that Jalen Hurts has started in the regular season. What they're doing is rare. What he's doing is rare. And that bias coming at the exact right time for that guy's knee. Yeah, they beat all the good teams. Hurts has won 12 straight against teams with a winning record. That ties the longest streak for any starting quarterback since 1950. Hurts is he's a remarkable player. He has changed the trajectory of that franchise. But I'm worried about the knee. I, to, to me... That's a kid who's going to have to sit at some point. It's a bruise, right? It's yeah. not a, mm-hmm. it's not a ligament or anything. So, <laughs> excuse me. It's something that will heal with a little rest, right? And maybe heal without the rest. You tell me. Is is he going to get better without them sitting him for a couple of weeks? Not based upon his play style. I mean, Jalen Hurts is going to be perpetually banged up. He missed time last year for a hit. hit you know, he took in Chicago. Th- this is. This is the player we have to become accustomed to, and we have to embrace it. Jalen Hurts is a great athlete. He's going to put himself in harm's way, and he's going to play through it. That's what football players do. You just got to cross your fingers and hope he doesn't have to miss too much. How time. important is the one seed to you? Enormously, not because of that rest. That that is a last year the Eagles got the one seed, and that enabled them to get the Giants, who they slaughtered, and the 49ers, who and they knocked out Brock Purdy in the in the first series of that game, and they. It was a cakewalk to the Super Bowl. The Eagles are not going to go on the road and win a bunch of playoff games. It's just so unlikely. The probability says it's so hard. That's an enormous attribute of the Eagles' win yesterday is because it puts them in prime position to earn it. Have you seen the end of their schedule? It's excruciating. Well, the last three games are easy. It, that's my point. But the next five are brutal. They finish with home Giants, home Cardinals, at Giants. You might as well just <laughs> oh make those God. wins now. Those are running clock right? games. So the, the Eagles have won their th- last three games already. So what are, they, what are they, they're 8-1? Mm-hmm. So they're 11-1. Right. So the question is, how many of these games here in the middle do they win? Do they need to play their guys in those games? Yeah, the answer is yes. I think they, as a fan, you root for 3-2, and two, you hope for 2-3. and three. Anything worse than that, you're putting the one seed in jeopardy. At Okay, Cam, at Chiefs. Uh, I think they will lose that game. Home Bills. Win. Home Niners. Win. At Cowboys. Loss. At Seahawks. Win. All right. 
So that would be. I think. I think they get out of there. I think it's some combination of three and two. Yeah, he's right. If they're three and two, then you, they're going to win. Then they'll, then they'll breeze. Fourteen they might, wins. Yeah. yeah, they might be able to rest. You know, Jalen Hurts and other guys in week seventeen and eighteen potentially. All right. Next uh, here again the top five stats from yesterday. Number two. The Ravens are three and zero against teams that entered the game with a winning record. The Browns when they played them. The Lions when they played them. The Seahawks yesterday. The Ravens have won those games by a combined score of 103 to 12. 103 to 12. The reality is the Ravens are the best team in the NFL. I'm not exactly sure why we don't talk about them that way. Their losses, a three-point loss to the Colts and a seven-point loss to the Steelers, are games they just gave away, gift-wrapped. They literally might as well have been presents. They might have come with a little, they should have come with a little note, like a little thank you card. Here's a little gift for being so nice to my family. Whatever it is. There's no business losing those games. The Ravens are the best team. The Ravens are the best. Their defense is way better than I thought they'd be this year. They're running the hell out of the ball. Lamar right now, is he the leader in the MVP race? No, he's third right now in terms of the odds behind Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, but I think he's got a real, real chance to win it. You're 100% right. That's the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, right now, square this for me. Lamar Jackson has two things going for him right now. One, he leads the NFL in completion percentage. Lamar Jackson. He's also on pace to run for 830 yards. Run for 830 yards with a defense. That's averaging less than 14 points a game. No team has done that since the 2008 Steelers. The reason we don't talk about them is because they're so good it's boring. It's, they're so good that the games have been brutal to watch. This team, in my judgment, is the favorite to win the Super Bowl right this second. Ravens are the favorite to win the Super Bowl right this second. Bubba, are the favorites, are the, are the, excuse me, the Bengals, the, what's the matter with me? Are the Ravens the favorites to win the Super Bowl right this second, Bubba? Uh, favorites. Yeah, I can, I can get I can get with that. Cam. No, they are the favorites to be the one seed. They are not the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I agree. Number one. And that's because of number one. Going back to the Bengals' beginning of their current win streak, which was in week five. Since that time, Joe Burrow leads the National Football League in completion percentage and completions per game, and he's tied for the league lead in touchdowns. Lamar Jackson is magnificent. The Ravens are crushing people. They got ahead of the Bengals, but they didn't run away and hide. Those losses, the inexplicable losses they took, could easily come back to bite them because the best team is Cincinnati. Cincinnati is better than Kansas City. I think when push comes to shove, I trust Cincinnati more than I trust the Ravens. I trust Joe Burrow as much as I trust anyone in the league who doesn't wear the jersey number 15. I think Burrow is the second best quarterback of the sport I think he is the second best quarterback of his time. And I think when it all is said and done, the Bengals would be the team I would pick. Yeah, two really, really encouraging numbers that come out of this game for Cincinnati. Number one, protection's always been a problem for them. Joe Burrow took only one sack on 46 dropbacks against Buffalo last night. That's a really good sign. And secondly, he threw for uh, 348 yards in that game, but only 41 of those went to Jamar Chase. One of the biggest problems with that offense early in the season is that they were so Jamar Chase heavy, so Jamar Chase dependent. Not anymore. He's really div- uh, diversified his portfolio. He's, he's being protected better than ever before, and he's spreading the ball around better than ever before. And in that offense, those are awfully good virtues that I think can carry them an awfully long way. Oh, trust me, I know about Jamar Chase. Oh, trust me. Oh, trust me, I know. Do you know that my fantasy receivers this week were Jamar Chase and George Pickens? 
Do you know that George Pickens on Thursday night had two catches for negative one yard? <laughs> and Jamar Chase, in a game in which his team scored 5,000 points, didn't do anything? How does this happen to me? That's a, that's a rough week. That is a rough week for the green man. Speaking of rough weeks, Bubba is going to sing Fly Eagles Fly right after we do this. Hambo trivia, go. I just asked you about the all-time leading uh, touchdown passer from Ohio State. I asked you the exact same question about Alabama. Which Alabama quarterback threw the most touchdown passes in the NFL? That's your question. That is such a good question. The answer is next on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We got a lot of things to get to. Uh, We have huge breaking news from the NFL, though it will not come as a surprise to anyone. We have Bubba getting set to sing Fly, Eagles, Fly. We got a preview and make a pick on tonight's Monday Night Football game. So we're going to get to all of that. First, let's do this. Wow, okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Himbo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? All right, in the interest of uh, speed, because as I mentioned, we have a lot of things going. Let's make our picks quickly. Bubba, who do you believe has thrown the most touchdown? Oh, it's Embo. Ask the question again. Which Alabama quarterback threw the most touchdown passes in his NFL career? Bubba, who do you think? I am going to go with, there were two names I thought of, but I think I'm going Ken Stabler. Okay, one vote for Stabler. Cam? I'm also going with the snake. Okay, so I... I I think Ken Stabler is probably right. The only thing I thought to myself is, if the answer is Joe Namath and I don't guess him, I will never forgive myself. I'd rather be wrong than not have guessed Namath and have Namath be the answer. So I'm going to go, and, and look, Tua could be high on that list. Richard Todd played a long time. So there, there are a lot of options it could be, but I'm going to guess Namath because if he's the answer, I will never get over not having said it. And the correct answer is... Wait, Brandon? Oh, Brandon... Brandon's saying Ken Stabler. Brandon is also uh, is said he? Stabler. Yeah, that seemed a little... Uh... <laughs> he said Stabler. All right, let's hear it. And the correct answer is 
Ken Stabler. Oh, damn it. Ken Stabler, 194. Joe yes. Namath, 173. Let's Bart Starr, third. At yeah, but I was thinking Bart Starr even ahead of Namath. Mm-hmm. That was my second option. All right, quickly run through the scores. All right, I am 10 and 17. Bubba is 8 and 19. You are 6 and 21, Greeny. Brandon is 2 and 4. Mark Cuban is 0 and 1. Okay, <laughs> that's where we stand. We'll continue to try to do better. All right, in the meantime, we have breaking news. This will come as no surprise to anyone. It certainly is the news we were expecting to hear, uh, but it is a terrible shame. The Giants head coach, Brian Dayball, has confirmed that Daniel Jones tore his ACL. He'll be out for the rest of the season. The minute you saw that injury, you knew exactly what it was. Um, What does this mean? In the short run, it means the Giants will probably have the worst offense in NFL history the rest of the way. I don't say that to be cheeky. Uh, As long as Tommy DeVito is their quarterback. Who do they play this week? Who did they play? No, who do they play? Oh, I know who they played yesterday. They played the Raiders. <laughs> they made the Raiders look like the... They had, like the, the Raiders had eight sacks yeah, in that the, game. They made the Raiders look like the best team in the they NFL. They are at Cowboys. Oh, Jesus. So what, what do we think is the, is the, is the spread? The, what the could the number be? How many points would you have to get? It's got to be like oh, 17. They beat them 40 to nothing the first time they played as it was. On so, the road when Daniel Jones was playing. I, I've got to say, this is gonna, th- This game could go to... Is there a spread on the line right now? I see it. Okay, is, is it Dallas? Is it two touchdowns? More. I think it's 17. 17 points? It's 16 points. Oh, oh my gosh. God. That's juicy. That is a big number. And you know what? Give! <laughs> Give till it hurts! How many points would you need to take? How many points? 40. 39 41. and a half. It was 40 last time. I'd go 39 and a half. All kidding aside, if I gave you 39 and a half, the Cowboys coming off that loss, which way would you go? I don't know that. DeVito, can you imagine Mark, Micah Parsons bearing down on DeVito? No. That's a, that's a, but, you, but you'll need to. <laughs> that's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. That's a tough, that's a tough look. Yes. Um, I want to make sure that I'm remembering his name correctly. Yes, I am. Liberty DeVito was the drummer for Billy Joel's band for a long time, and I think is actually the best quarterback named DeVito that could play for the Giants this weekend. Danny DeVito is second, and now they're going to go with Tommy DeVito, who would be in third. Let's make quick picks on the Jet game so that we can wrap it up with Bubba singing here. So let's do the KOD. Hashtag KOD. The Kiss of Death. Monday Night Football Preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for, produ- for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Chargers at Jets tonight, Monday Night Football. Give me a line. Uh, uh, the Jets are a three-and-a-half-point dog tonight. And give me a public lean. The public has no lean on this game. It's nearly split down the middle, 50-50, a good line out of Vegas. Wh- which way that I predict gives us a better chance to win? That's should, what I want to know. Yeah, fade yourself. Fade me? Mm-hmm. All right, then I'm taking the Chargers. <laughs> I want me to be wrong as badly as I've ever wanted anything. The official pick will be Chargers minus the three and a half because we hope like hell. I mean, with the Dolphins losing and the Bills losing, words I never would have imagined I would speak. The Jets are right in the thick of the division race if they win this game tonight. We'll obviously have plenty of time to talk about it. In the meantime, let's finish up with the piece de resistance. All right, the hashtag crew went at it this weekend. Cowboys. Eagles, Cam and Hembo on one side, Bubba on the other. By literal inches and seconds, the Eagles won this game. And so the punishment is Bubba will have to sing Fly, Eagles, Fly. Now, many football fans may not know the song. So what I'm going to ask Cam to do is I'm going to ask you first to play the song so everyone can hear it and hear, generally speaking, what it's supposed to sound like before Bubba does it. So, Cam, let's hear Fly, Eagles, Fly. Yeah, let's hear how it's supposed to sound, and then we'll hear how it really sounds. (laughs) Here's the first version. Fly, Eagles, fly, on 
the chant. I forgot about forget the chant. That part. All right, so you guys, you'll do the chant. All right, Hembo okay. and, and Cam. Is there any delay on us? If, if if Hembo tries to do the chant, will it sound off at all? I don't think so. Okay, but, if so, uh, Cam, you can go ahead and do it. We'll just enjoy because the, there might be just a split second delay from where we're hearing it in New York and you're playing it in Bristol. So now here we go. Without further ado, while wearing a picture of Luciano Pavarotti, his doppelganger around his chest, the greatest opera singer perhaps that ever lived. This is Bubba's rendition of Fly Eagles Fly. Three, two, one. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, Eagles, fight. Score a touchdown. One, two, three. One, two, three. Hit them low. Hit them high. And watch our Eagles fight. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles! Yes! That was fantastic. Oh, a virtuoso performance. Oh, Hembo he did was, Luciano proud. He's, Hembo was wiping tears from his Brings eyes. Brings tears to my eyes, Bubba, to hear you do that. Nothing could possibly bring me more joy. Bubba, how do you Nothing. feel? I mean, of all the songs I have to sing, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was okay. 30 oh, seconds, it was well yeah. done. I, I, I so vividly remember... When I had to dance, obviously we had all the bets in the old show. When I had to dance with the woman from Dancing with the Stars, I've never been that nervous. I've literally never been as nervous as I was to do that. I was much more nervous that day than I was the day I got married. Much more. And when it was over, I was so relieved. Do you feel that relief? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I wasn't that nervous because I think this again, the song isn't that hard to sing. Like when Seth and uh, Nick had to sing uh, back in the New York oh. group. Oh god, that was. I, I think we still haven't recovered from that. <laughs> no. so, like, I think I did a serviceable job. Yeah, so, did an excellent. So job. I'm okay. I'm okay. I mean, I was, yeah, I, I was a little nervous going in, but uh, yeah, I, I'm okay with did it. Did you I, practice? Oh yeah, last night I brought up the lyrics. I was <laughs> singing. I was singing alone in my show. in my house, just sitting there by myself. But All right. just well done. There. I'm proud of you. Go Jets tonight. We'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. Win next ESPN time, Radio. Dallas. Come on. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.